Hello, podcast nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, season five, episode three, and seasons three, the seasons, season three's theme is the year in review, which you guys know because you have to kind of see the title in order to actually get the podcast, I think. And this is episode three, and we have to switch something up because I committed the biggest podcast mishap I have ever done <laughs> after 10 years and 800 or so episodes. Heather and I, we had about a two-hour window to record podcasts because our son has COVID, so he's sitting playing video games. Our daughter went to preschool. We had a two-hour window. We recorded an absolutely epic hour and a half best meals podcast with even a guest appearance from our son wit it was incredible we got to the very end and i realized devastating that there was no sd card in the recorder and that we had been speaking for an hour and a half into microphones watching a timer click up as if it's recording but there was nothing for it to record on it's gone it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. As you said, it, it's recording into the ether. Recorded uh. into the ether, which means we sat there and we said, well, do we just try to re-record this right away or do we move on to our best drinks so we can have a little bit of time and space away from the Best Meals podcast to regroup, figure out how we're going to do it because I know your list now. You know my list. Yeah, it's... It'll still be a good one. Yeah. But we decided to move on the best drinks. So part three <laughs> is our best drinks of 2023 <sighs> instead of our best meals. And you will be getting best meals at some point. But we need a little space. What a mishap. We talk about travel mishaps. No doubt this is my biggest podcast miss, mishap of all mishap. time. Mishap. I mean, I don't know of all time because I feel like the same thing has happened before in our nine years of podcasting i i know it has not an hour and a half or in. it's been deleted you know i've definitely some have been deleted by accident after we recorded them that is 100 happened i yeah maybe i put it out of my mind you must have not on not with this mixer though but with the the smaller one well i must yeah. have put it out of my mind because the moment i realized it didn't record i Almost started crying for real. And my son was in the background. What was in the background? And he was saying, our son, I should say. He was saying, don't cry, daddy. I dare you not to cry. I dare you not to cry. So I didn't actually cry, but I felt like it. And yeah. so right now, you got episode three, our best drinks. So we've put out our travel stats. We put out our travel superlatives. We're now doing our best drinks. The best meals will come at some point. I cannot tell you where in this order it will come. But we'll also do best desserts and best experiences. And uh, we don't know our list here for best drinks. No, we don't. But I have a lot. Heather has a lot. So a we lot. might as well pop into it. We got to get the intro fact in here. So I'm going to give you a choice, Heth. Which intro fact do you want? Which country in the world consumes the most coffee per person? Or which country in the world consumes the most gin per person? Uh, coffee, hands down. All right, coffee. Think about it as you hear the intro. Lightning struck in an open plain. And we forgot this old city's name. See your breath on window pane. Let's just talk till it strikes again. 
my way through I saw you on my way I am so paranoid now. I keep watching this mixer <laughs> thinking, is this actually recording? Is this recording? Because It's red. Is it supposed to be red? Yeah. The way you can tell if it's recording is by color, and I am colorblind. So when it was blue, which means I guess that you can record, but it's not recording onto anything, I didn't really take note of it, and so I just had no idea. And uh, okay, but it is recording now. It is recording. And if you're listening to this, obviously it is. So the top 10 coffee consuming nations, you don't have to get all 10, but um, go ahead. Heather. What do you think? You drink a lot of coffee and I, I, I don't know if this list is very interesting or not that interesting. We'll get into why, but the number one is head and shoulders above everything else. Everything else is kind of pretty close between two to seven, but number one drinks a lot more coffee. In fact, 26.4 pounds per person per year. Wow. Okay. Uh, Italy. No, Italy, not on the top 25. Interestingly enough, the U.S. is 25th, nine pounds per person per okay. year. Okay. Oh, well. Oh, excuse me. Italy's 13th. I'm sorry. Okay. I missed it. Yeah. So that, Italy's 13th. I, I mean... I would have been surprised if it wasn't on the top 20 list. Uh, number one for coffee consumption. Is it somewhere where they grow a lot of coffee? No. Well, give me a hint because I have no idea. Okay, the top. I have no idea. The top nine are all in one region of the world. Okay, great. They're all close to each other. France. Not France, but go north. <laughs> Um, the UK. Keep going north. Norway, Sweden, Nor uh, Finland. <laughs> Norway is number one. Norway is number two. Finland is number one. What? Um, no idea. I forget what else you said, but maybe because it's so dark there in the winter. You said Sweden, it goes six. Yeah, it goes Finland one, Norway two, Iceland three, Denmark four, what? Netherlands five, Sweden six, Switzerland seven, no, Belgium eight. <laughs> Luxembourg nine. <laughs> okay. That, so like you had all That's this kind very, of I okay northern Europe, you know, Switzerland and Luxembourg, not as northern, but you got all that. Then you hit Canada at ten, Bosnia, Herzegovina at eleven, Austria, Italy, Brazil, Slovenia, Germany, of- Greece, France, Croatia, Cyprus, Lebanon, Estonia, okay. Spain, okay. Portugal, okay. US. So maybe twenty right. of those, I think, are in Europe. Um that yeah. is very interesting. I guess I don't know that much about coffee consumption. Well, I, you know, the only, I don't think I would have guessed this at all, but the only thing that I can remember is when we were in Norway with Jason, who loves coffee, there were a lot of coffee shops and he talked about the guy who, who invented the AeroPress, lived in Oslo. and Oh, I didn't know that. Either way. I, I mean, I didn't feel like there were more coffee shops than in other cities, but... Yeah, that doesn't doesn't mean that you don't drink as much coffee. I mean, Jay lives in Norway now, and that kid drinks like, like fifteen cups, a day. <laughs> cups of coffee. So he's helping push them up, but yeah. not towards Finland. I guess you're right. Cold, usually kind of that huga feeling of coziness. Everyone wants their coffee, so there you go. Yeah, um, yeah, Northern Scandinavia, Europe, Scandinavia, really, really repping up. Um, all right, so you said. <laughs> 
You said, so many. I've got to, I said, well, let's do best drinks instead of best meals because best meals was longer. And like, let's just get into something and, and refresh after this big podcast mishap. And you're like, well, I got a lot of drinks. I'm like, well, how many? And you said eight. And you said, and I said, oh, okay, I got six. That works. You said eight coffees <laughs> and 12 other drinks. And I thought, well, okay. So why don't we, how do you want to run this? You just give your eight coffees first and then we'll yeah, go into sure. drinks, which I sure. assume is mostly alcoholic, but maybe not. Yeah. Mostly um, alcoholic. Um, yeah. I think that the amount of drinks, you know, alcohol, regular and coffee directly correlates with how much we traveled this year because we traveled 10 times more than we have. Well, not 10 times, but double the amount. You, you, you traveled three times as many miles this year as last year. Yeah. So, and I had more days away from our home than even you did. Correct. By like six. So I think that could directly correlate to some other things like yeah. your angstiness <laughs> towards the end of the year. Although we, we did go to Argentina, so that helped a lot with that. But those 100 days that you spent consecutively at home. That's right. It's a lot um, for you. All right. So give it to us. I, I just, let's run through your coffee list. Okay. So I have an honorable mention. <laughs> Wait, so you have eight and an honorable yes. mention? So you have nine. <laughs> well, the, I cannot talk about coffee without giving a shout out to my Breville that you purchased for me in 2022. So I've okay. now had it for a year and a few months. Because you got it for my birthday. And I have to tell you, that I have traveled with it this year. Like, I've you taken have. it with me on trips. It is not a portable machine. <laughs> no, it's like a espresso machine. It's big. And a separate grinder. <laughs> but I can't live without it. I'm so much more obsessed with coffee than I ever was even before. And if you've listened to this podcast for nine years, you know I love coffee. And... I just, it's such a part of my routine, like that I have to wake up. I have to make a cup immediately. Like, just don't even oh, talk to me before I get it. Don't even look at her. Some of you are like, amen. You maybe you have me. a spouse that's that way, or maybe you're that way. But it's like a ritual. It is a ritual. And speaking of rituals. Okay, um, so that was that honorable is, mention. <laughs> that was my honorable Breville. mention. Well, and specifically having it at home on my deck. But if not, like I've taken it with me to Pennsylvania. I've taken it with me to, on trips where I've like stayed at client's house to help them redecorate. And it just makes me so happy to not have to go to Starbucks and instead of just okay make it. So um, <laughs> one of my actual mentions though is ritual coffee. So this is number eight. This is number eight. Ritual coffee. In Napa, we went to it in, the, I think they have more than one location, but the one we went to was in like that food court market area when we were leaving Napa. And it was very good coffee. Very good. So, if you guys have not listened to much of the podcast before, you don't know. I, I don't drink coffee. Although I love, you did today. I, I did. That may come up. I love coffee shops. I love coffee beans. I love the smell of coffee. I love coffee ice cream. Just don't really drink coffee, but I do enjoy the experience. So I, there may be something that I can add to this oh, list. But interesting. I, my, I do not re really remember Ritual. It's okay. not sticking out to Yeah, me. well, you didn't drink it and you didn't get it, but I got one and then I think I liked it so much I, I might have gone back and got a second one before we left because okay. we were driving from Napa to Sacramento. So anyway. All right, so Ritual Coffee, number eight. Number eight. Mm. Um, number seven, Discovery Coffee. This is in Victoria. They have more than one location. Um, Victoria, British Columbia. Yeah, Victoria, British Columbia. They also serve... 
donuts from, I think it's called Yanni or Tani or something Yanni's, like that. Yanni's. Yanni's donuts, which are delicious. So really good coffee. I bought their beans as well. Um, and just, yeah, great spot. I've been to it multiple times on previous trips, but had to make the list. Good old standby. Standby. Mm. Um, one from Sofia, Bulgaria, because we were not in Sofia very long. We were there like two separate days, one on the front part of the trip and one on the back part. And I managed to hit a couple coffee shops. Um, Altruist was one that we went to. It was the first coffee I got upon landing. Altruist Urban Cafe. Also, we'll mention that they have great desserts. Like we got cakes there. Like they had a whole display of- Your memory is insane. Pictures. I, I'm like, as you're saying these, I'm like, I Took know I was there and there's like a fleeting we memory in my head couch. of it. We sat on a couch. We also got like the cheese. Are you remembering all this because you, you had to go back through your picture and look at it? Or is this straight from memory without even looking at your pictures? Um, This particular one I think was a picture, but the other coffee shop- that is on my list higher was better coffee in Sofia. And that one I remembered. Okay. So this was number six. This is number six. All right. Um, okay. So Sofia, great coffee. All right. Mm. And great desserts. If you're there, go to Altruist. Um, okay. So now I'm on number, number five. five. Coffee. Oh, the next one is also in, in Sofia. Coffee Syndicate. That's the one that I remember. It was like right off of a, a main square. So the view was like very beautiful as well because there were some gorgeous buildings. Uh, very cool shop. They also had some pastries, which we did not try because we'd already been to the previous cafe. Um, but the coffee there at Coffee Syndicate, so good. If I So, uh, so good. If you had to pick coffee in Europe versus coffee in the US, and I, what would you pick? Um, you know, back in the day, I would say coffee in Europe, but then I feel like the U S had this whole like artisan coffee revolution, you know, like starting in the Pacific Northwest, like with Stumptown, for example. Um, and then I feel like the U S got really good at having delicious, artists in coffee shops. But then I also feel like Europe, because in Europe you used to just be able to get like espresso anywhere you went, just like, you know, little cup, the small little cups of espresso. And that's good coffee. That's better to me than drip coffee any day. But then, you know, this whole coffee culture with the, the artisan like cappuccinos and the flat whites and the lattes became so popular that now in Europe, instead of just everywhere having like a little shot of espresso, they have these very serious artisan coffee shops. So I, I don't really know the answer, both. <laughs> okay. And and I'm not leaving Australia out or anywhere else. No, out, Australia. But we just haven't been there for a while. So No, right. but Australia also had its coffee movement. And like when you go to, to Bali and there's so many Australian shop, coffee shops there, like I so, just remember that being an amazing discovery for me. Are you saying that maybe not traditional coffee houses in these places, but newer, yeah, newer. hipster coffee houses yeah. in Europe and America are now more similar to each other because Correct. they're doing similar things with cappuccinos, espresso, yeah. espressos, lattes, whatever. Yeah, okay. exactly. Flat whites. Yeah. Yeah, flat white is my favorite name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just like, well, I like the has, name flat white. It's just yeah, kind of fun. Less milk and less uh, foam. But yeah, that's, and the, and the flat white is an Australian conception. You know, it's, I believe. I, I um, believe that is yeah. correct. Okay. So anyway. Number, all right, yeah. so that was number five. 
Number five. Cool. Mm. Number four was such an experience because we were in Savannah for only one night. And we stayed at, what was the Hyatt? I think we mentioned in, in the first podcast. Regent, Hyatt Regency. With Hyatt? points. Yep, great so. location. Beautiful hotel. And Trav woke up early. I think you went out on a run. The kids were still sleeping. I I was not feeling super great that morning. And you came back from your run with a coffee from Collins Quarters, which was very close to the hotel because the latte you brought me was still like super fresh. And I drank it in bed. And I was like, this is amazing. Super cute place. I went out on this run to run and see the town because we were only there one day. And I, Savannah to me is maybe the prettiest city I've I've seen in the US. I love it. So I was running all over and on every corner, there's not every corner, a lot of corners, there's beautiful coffee shops and restaurants and things like that. And I couldn't decide where to go because I'm like, oh, this coffee shop looks amazing. This one looks mm-hmm. amazing. This one looks amazing. Collins Quarters, they had a little takeout window. It was jam-packed for brunch. I don't even remember what day it was, but it was jam-packed. They had a little takeout window. They're super nice people, really cute and I just thought, I hope the coffee is as good as the experience, even not sitting in, but just, you know, they're serving out of this awesome op- big open window and they're so nice. And uh, I'm glad it was because I, I loved that spot and I loved the experience there. And I'm guessing there's probably five or six other coffee shops in Savannah that are equally yeah. as good because that town... It's just a really cool town for food, beverage, all that kind of stuff. They just know what they're doing. Yeah. And Collins Quarters, I, I looked it up because I didn't actually go to it since you brought me the coffee back. But they, you know, I think they're pretty well known in Savannah as being a great shop. And didn't you buy a cookie or whatever you brought back? I think it was a chocolate chip cookie. I, I brought back dessert. I didn't it remember exactly which one. Amazing. Yeah. The pastries. I think you brought a, a croissant and maybe a chocolate chip cookie for me and the kids. Seems about right. So good. So good. Okay. So Collins Quarters, if you're in Savannah, you got to go. Check it out. Mm. My number three was a coffee that I had in Sacramento at Temple Coffee Roasters. We just popped in really quickly. I grabbed one. We left, but it was exceptionally done. Wow. It, I, that I do remember because we want to get you coffee. It was so hot outside. Oh, 110 degrees outside. And I remember walking in there, it was midday Mm -hmm. on a Wednesday or some weekday. The place was was packed. We couldn't even find a seat. Everyone working from there. It seemed like the coolest spot in Sacramento because legitimately, it was pretty big. They had probably 40 seats and everyone was taken with people with their laptops out, drinking coffee, working. So cool vibe too. And it was so... we walked in to the air conditioning. I remember thinking, I never want to leave this air conditioning. I know. A lot of people were getting iced coffees. And I just, to, in order to try coffee, I just like to get like a cappuccino um, because I feel like you can just taste the beans better. And if you can make a good hot latte or flat white or cappuccino, I feel like it it shows the level of the of the coffee shop. Whereas if you get an iced coffee, I mean, I'll even, you know, Starbucks has okay iced coffee. You know, but their actual lattes suck. Sorry to people who like Starbucks, but hey, this so is your podcast. To me, it's like you could get an iced 
drink, but it doesn't really give you the caliber of the shop. So I always want to get the hot coffee, even when it's 110 degrees in Sacramento. Respect. In the middle of summer. Much respect for that for that level of research. You, when, you're, when you're doing something like that, you do need a base to compare it against, and that's your base. Yeah, I try to get the same, you know, the same coffee anywhere All right, so what was that place? That was Temple. Temple Coffee Roasters. In Sacramento. In Sacramento. Mm. Okay, now we're down to the top two. Um, my number one is leaps and bounds above all of the rest. But my number two Ooh, is... Yeah. Oh, baby. And this is why it's awesome not having a good memory. Because yeah. I have no idea what you're going to say. Oh, my gosh. As soon as I say it, you'll remember. But number two um, is in Argentina. We were in Argentina for one month. And... We didn't actually spend that much time in Buenos Aires because we were in the suburbs with our friends and then we were traveling around the country. But we, Travis and I spent two full days or almost three full days in the city. And so I, I hit up quite a few coffee shops, but there was only one that really stood out as being exceptional. And I didn't even research it beforehand. I, you know, I researched a couple other ones and we went to them and I was like, okay, this was okay. Maybe like a three out of five, you know, above average, but not amazing. And then I was shopping in Palermo, Soho, just by myself, solo. Trav was off getting his freshie, I think with your dad or something like that. And, um, I just, I was, I came out of a shop and I saw all these people lined up next to like a window, like a takeout window. And I was like, I wonder what these people are in line for, but it must be good because it's like jam packed. And then I realized it's for coffee. And I'm like, okay, I got to stand in line. (laughs) So it's a coffee company, a coffee shop called Cuervo, C-U-E-R-V-O, Cuervo. Am I saying that correctly? Correct. Um, like Jose. Like Jose Cuervo, yeah, but it's Cuervo. But it's not It's, it's not, not tequila. tequila. It's coffee. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was amazing coffee. It was so good. The vibe is just like very cool inside. Um, and then I found out when I looked it up that there's a few of them. And then there's actually one like two minutes from the hotel we were staying at. We just hadn't gone down that particular street. So then the next day when we were checking out, I like whooped around the corner and got a coffee from another Cuervo shop. Um, so good. So if you're in Argentina and you're in Buenos Aires, check out Cuervo. There's a few locations. Double shot of Cuervo. Mm. Nice. Mm. <laughs> okay. And then my number one, the leaps and bounds above all the rest, my favorite coffee beans I have ever had. Okay. So they're coffee beans. And the coffee shop. So, so now I now I know. Yeah, now it. you okay. know. Somos yep. and Santa's Teresa in, in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. And I didn't even discover it until like the next to the last day. We were there for like nine days. And I, Travis mentioned previously on uh, our other podcast. Well, we mentioned it on the best meals one that's out in the ether. Oh, yeah, that's true. I out in the ether. So yeah, you may not true. have heard of it yet. Yeah. So. No, but I mean, like I was saying that you mentioned like we were staying for the most of the trip up in like this villa on top of a mountain. Correct. But then in the Santa last. Teresa, yeah, yeah. And the last two nights, though, we stayed like in the right off the, the main road, Correct. right in town. So you could just walk everywhere. And so this is when I discovered the coffee shop and I was like, I can't believe it's the last day basically. And I discovered it, but I went, I made, I made good on it because I went like two times or three times and I went to get a coffee. It was amazing. It was so good that I went up to the barista and I was like, this is the best coffee I've had in a very long time. I said, what are these beans? Wait, Tell you me said more. a very long time ever. Well, at the time it was my first one, you know, so I was like, this is just, I said, this is an exceptional coffee. And like, what are these beans? And he's telling me about the beans and they're from Costa Rica and, you know, 
And I was like, okay. He's like, you can buy the beans in the shop. So I went into the shop and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a bag of beans. Let's see how much this bag of beans is. It's 11 Dollars, eleven U.S. dollars, and, and I was typically like, in the U.S. we're talking somewhere 20, fifteen to twenty, fifteen to twenty-five for our artisan bag of beans. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is almost half price of the beans like I buy at home. So I bought five bags, <laughs> but they're gone. I mean, they went so quickly. I gave some to my sister. Anyway, the beans are the best beans I have ever had. And if anybody knows a way to get them to me, I've even reached out on Instagram to the coffee shop. Like, can you ship them to me? No response back. But um, Somos sent to Teresa. And, and the, the beans themselves are not from the Somos shop. They've sourced them from a coffee place in Costa Rica, a coffee farm. But maybe I need to go directly to the source. But that website I went on, it's all in Spanish. So I couldn't figure it out. Okay. Well, we got a question here. It was your best of the year. Mm -hmm. Do we have a best of all time? I think maybe because oh, my. yeah. I think it's the best of all time, unless it's just like in my mind, you know. But it's hard because you're not tasting it next to all the other best coffees. One of your favorite coffees in Chiang Mai, we haven't had in seven years. So I I find this also difficult with coffee or with ice cream and things like that to say it's best of all time. But when you when you drink it, you know. And when we say best of all time, for me, I, I like to put a caveat. Maybe my past best is tied with this, but this is as good as it gets, right? You drink it or you eat it and you say, it's not going to get better than this. No. This is the top tier. So Somos, whether it's number one all time or just living in that top tier with with a few others in the world, that's it, right? Yeah. Somos. Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. This is why we do this podcast every year because Mm -hmm. you get these gems. That place is really cool. Great vibe, good food, also a hostel, also a surf shop. So you just, you can't go wrong. And um, yes, let's find a way to get Heather these beans back here. It seems like a business idea to me. Yeah, I mean. Let, let's let's, let's, let's bring think- these beans back. Let's brand them pop beans. <laughs> let's get them out to every listener who likes coffee. Let's do it. Yeah, that sounds like a plan to me. The Epop blend, baby, from Somos. All right. So those are your coffees. I did want to mention one thing about coffees for me. Um, You mentioned I had a coffee today. First, I believe the first time in my life that I have made myself a coffee and drank it. Not like, oh, I made you one and took a sip, but I actually, this morning- You said, I'm going to have a coffee. You made one. It looked good. I made one. It was good. Yeah. So coffee's amazing. I, for 41 years, have not drank coffee. I always try it. So it's not that I'm against it. I always try it and don't really like it. I don't know because for me, my best coffee of 2023 at your brother's, you made a coffee. At, this was the last day. I guess this yeah, was- because I brought my umbrella. Yeah, you brought your <laughs> machine. This was New Year's Eve day. You made a coffee and- I looked at it. It looked good. I drank half of it and thought, I I, I want to make myself one. I didn't then for some reason. Because you're weird. Why well, wouldn't you just make yourself one? It's like you're I, I fighting con- against it. I was it. content with half a coffee. Maybe I am fighting against it. But um, I don't know if 2024 will become the year I drink coffee. I think it is. But I will continue to try them at all the good coffee shops. Yes. So uh, Finally. That's my little coffee shop. I have a partner to drink my coffee with. Yeah, but what if I'm drinking your coffee? No, you get your own coffee. Yeah, no, I won't share. Well, 
I mean, right. I'll give you a sip, but that's it. All Not right, so half. we need it. We have to build more half money. Half is our, too much. We have to build more money into our coffee budget. Well, though. think of how much I save by making myself two coffees a day at my own home, yeah. and plus bringing it with me on trips. I, I don't know if you guys can hear in the background our son, who we've mentioned in other podcasts. He has COVID, so he's at home playing video games while we're recording, basically right next to him. And he just yells to me. So if you can hear Mario in the background, <laughs> do, 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 then that's him and uh, some nostalgia for all of you. And he just yelled at me. Yeah, mommy won't share, dude. <laughs> he knows <laughs> his mom. Coffee. He knows Not his mom. Coffee. All right, so those are the best coffees. Let's get into the best drinks. I have seven. You have twelve. Yeah. Well, so listen, let's go. We went to a lot of wineries this year. We cool. were in Napa. We were in Sonoma. We were in Mendoza. These are the top wine regions of the entire world. Cool. I think it would be sad if I didn't have twelve. I. That's I mean, fine. Let's rock with it. So. We're going to start at your 12. When you get to seven, I'll hop in as well, and we'll go one for one. How's that? Okay. All right, so number 12. Before I begin. (laughs) 28 minutes in. (laughs) Okay, before I begin, I just want to say that there's a few places that I might need help with the names because I I couldn't figure out what the names were. And you expect me? Okay. Yeah. No, no, you're no, putting no, no, me no. with my bad memory on the spot. No, you're going to remember. Gonna work you're well. gonna remember. Da, okay. Da, 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 da. I don't need help with number 12, which is a winery in Healdsburg. Oh my gosh. Like, did I fall in love with this town in Sonoma? We drove up to it. It's so <laughs> <course> beautiful. <laughs> Healdsburg, super bougie Sonoma County town. I mean, I like what I like. You like what you like. <laughs> it's no secret. Um, <laughs> I went to this tasting room called Marine Layer, and Travis was gracious enough to take the kids. To a playground, doing his daddy duty yet again. Um, I should I should have a uh, episode just on this best up that's like best playgrounds. Yeah, twenty twenty three. He's like a playground warrior. He always is willing to take the kids to a playground, and we've been walking around. And he was like, "No, just go in and like have a little tasting, have some time to yourself." So I went to Marine Layer, and not only was it the most beautiful, like the most gorgeous, gorgeously decorated tasting room I have ever walked into in my life. I mean, so beautiful that I had to ask the sommelier, like, who did? Hi. Okay, that's it. Who did the design of this beautiful tasting room? And they told me, and now I follow them on Instagram, the homeboys, um, based out of Sonoma. Wait, they're called the homeboys? Yeah, the love homeboys. Love it, love it. I was they're like, incredible. is she going to say the homeboys and then their names? No, the homeboys, the homeboys. Cool, um, awesome, love it, <laughs> love a good pun. And now, anyway, so it was just the whole experience of like being in this gorgeously decorated tasting room, like just, it was, it's new, it's within like a year or two. And um, the wine was also very good. I only got one glass, I think, of like a Sauve Blanc or something like that. The wine was good. The branding, the visual aesthetic was like my heaven. So that was number 12. Okay. Mm. Marine Layer. Marine Layer, Healdsburg, California. Okay. Number 11, El Esteco in Cafeete, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Uh, cool spot. Yes, yeah, so cool. I did some wine tasting. Yeah, there. we we did it. We we had the kids with us. We have two pieces of pottery from there that both broke in oh, our luggage yeah. on the way home. They broke. So we're gonna have to do the uh, Japanese. What is it? Uh, k- kasuji. I can't uh, remember. Look it up. Where are you? Have you guys ever seen that? Just real quick. This is a really neat thing. We lived in Japan. We saw it done. We haven't done it ourselves. Where when something breaks, you you take a gold, uh, like film. And you put it back together, like you basically glue it back together with yeah, kintsugi, kintsugi with with gold. Mm-hmm. And their whole thing well, around can that buy is a that kit on Amazon, yeah, their whole thing around that is that it's even more beautiful after it's broken and put back together. I just love, I man, Japan 
and Japanese people have so much cool, I would say traditions Customs. and ways of thinking of things. And so, and also words, like they have special words that we don't just, even have yeah, we can't replicate in the English in language. English. But anyway, okay, so we're going to do podcast. that. Yeah, we're going to yes. do that. But so El Esteco. El Esteco. So there's this region in Argentina. It's in the province of Salta. And you fly into Salta. You drive three hours south through these stunning like red rock mountains. And then you arrive in Cafayete, which is a wine region. Some of the highest wineries in the entire world. Elevation, yep. In elevation. And it's beautiful. It's stunning. And El Azteco is one of the oldest. And it's gorgeous. You can stay there. It has a hotel. We did not stay there. It was booked. Um, but I would highly recommend staying there if you plan in advance. It's gorgeous. And the wine was great. And the tasting was so fun. And it was very beautiful. The grounds are gorgeous. And I did buy pottery there. It was so inexpensive. I would have bought so much more. And then it shattered in my luggage. But yeah, El Esteco. What an experience. El Esteco in Cafayete, Argentina, number 11. Mm. And how many? When are we down to what you have? Eight? Seven. Seven. Okay. You got some. Number 10. You got some time to talk. <laughs> I'll just be quick. I'll be quick. Um... Frank Franck Dupont Dupont Franck Dupont this is a winery that we had at this is a wine that we had at dinner one night in Argentina in Tilcara this is the winery that's in Maimara tiny little town tiny little town but it has a gorgeous winery we did not go to the actual winery because we did not have time but we had the wine at dinner and it was a Cabernet Franc it was amazing it was so good i'm still dreaming about it and i wish i had bought some to bring home but i did not so yeah if you I wish go to this region of argentina go to franc dupont dupont that's the i think that's the actual name of the the wine not the winery but yeah the winery is in my mara there's only one yeah. beautiful place right off the, the road and yeah we didn't get a chance to go to it because we ran out of time but there's no other wineries around that so that's a pretty neat thing too as well yeah and right. I think that is probably like the highest in elevation winery. I believe that is. So Franck Dupont yeah. or Dupont in Maimara, <laughs> Argentina. Mm. Okay. Number nine is non-alcoholic. It had to make the list. In fact, when I drank this, I said, this has got to go on the best of okay. list. Do you know what I'm talking about? The limonada. Yes, the okay, limonada. I got this in my number seven. So <laughs> the limonada we had, but what was the name of the restaurant? I was trying to look it up and I El couldn't Arbol find it. El Arbol Negro, the black ah, tree. The black tree. Because I looked this up because I knew it would be on your list. In Cafayete in Argentina, small little town. On our way out, we you know, we stopped to, to walk around the square. There was this place there. They had de good food, like decent yeah, we, pizza. We decided to get and pizza and the pizza was good. The pizza was good. And... We had been drinking some limonada, lemonade, right? And uh, they, they do that a lot in Argentina. We had been drinking some, some at our friend's house. It was, it was good. And then we got this one, and it was the perfect balance of sweet and um, sour. And sour and because some of them were a little too sour. Some of them were a little too sweet. This some of was them were too bland. Perfect. We got a big jug, I think a liter jug. Heather, oh, the kids I and I killed heaven. it. I wanted to get more. We almost got another one, but <laughs> we had eaten a whole pizza. We're thinking, we're, you know, if we if we try to drink a whole nother liter, it might have even been two liters. They brought out a huge jug of it. Pitcher. Um, we didn't, and we both said, like as soon as you drank it, you said, this is going to be all my best drinks. And I remember the name because I 
took a picture of it ah, and said, nice. I'm going to remember the name because Perfect. she probably won't. Ah, teamwork, teamwork. So, um, the Limonada from El Arbol Negro okay. in Cafayete, Argentina. Yeah, and this restaurant is right off the square if you're in Cafayete. And There's one main square. Yeah, we passed by it a few times and it was always busy like in the evening time. And yeah, so we just, we just decided to have it for lunch the last day and I'm so glad we did. Travel hack in that same square is a super awesome old school arcade. <laughs> We just happened to park right next to it, and the kids wanted to ride these rides that were sitting outside. You know, the rides that used to sit outside of Kmart's and stuff, where you put a quarter in and you ride like the Dumbo um, around. Well, they were all sitting out there. I'm like, what is this? We go in, it's an arcade. One guy's sitting there. The games are 20 cents. Yeah. So we actually did that for an hour. It cost me five or six bucks. The kids loved it. It I'm surprised you're not cool, saving that for your experience. best experience. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I, for, I always forget that the best experience <laughs> podcast mean, is I, coming. <laughs> now you get a little bit of a foreshadowing <laughs> with the best experiences. Because I know that's going to make your list because you were overjoyed with how cool that All was. All right. So that was your number nine. Yes. The, my number nine. The Limonada mm -hmm. at Arbol Negro in Cafe Yere, Argentina. Number nine. Mm. Okay. My number eight is a speakeasy. We went to quite a few speakeasies this year and this one in particular oh my my number eight <laughs> <laughs> thanks wit my number eight um this is one i need help with because it was the one that we went to in buenos aires oh wait my number eight <laughs> my number eight oh wait my number eight oh wait my number eight okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got a little pent up energy now that he's feeling better, but yet still can't go to school for quite a few days. Um, okay, the speakeasy that we went to in Buenos Aires with Nathan, the, the with all the old cars and stuff in it, I thought for sure you would remember because it was like a man's name, like not Don but like Joe or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I, this is I, killing me because it's on the tip remember. of my tongue and I forgot about it. Um, so I'm really annoyed that I forgot about yeah. it. It's like Ken's. I'll pull it up. You look as it you up go. and I'll explain the, the drinks were, were good. They only have like a few listed on them. It's a, called Frank's. Frank's, Frank's, Frank's. Okay. Um, they had a few drinks listed on a board and that was pretty much it. Cause when we asked for some other things, they were like, not really inventive with their drinks. So I wouldn't say necessarily that it was the best cocktail I ever had, but the cocktails were good. What they had was good, but the atmosphere in there was cool. And it's like walking through it. Like you walk into this old building. Where so there's, there's just hold like, on. There's a guy outside. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a guy. Outside. He's wearing a completely white suit with a big white hat sitting there looking mean as, as could be right. A, a, a bigger guy looking pretty mean and we knew it was the entrance to the speakeasy and we didn't know if we could do it without a reservation. So our friend Nathan came up and said just a little bit with to him in Spanish and he was like, yeah, just go in here. And then you walk in and there's a phone booth and you have to dial on the phone well, booth. You don't actually have to dial. Well, you don't actually have to dial, booth. but they tell you to dial. So you put it in <laughs> but and you it walk opens. past like all this vintage memorabilia and there's like even a car um, that's in there, like an old car. People are sitting on it, taking pictures. So it's just like a very cool experience and the drinks are good. Yeah. And, and so the drinks were, Okay, experience was really cool. I I'm with you. So Frank's not on my list, but it it's worth going. Yeah, definitely. That being worth said, going. there are 
three of the top 100 bars in the world in Buenos Aires. Oh, is it? There's three. And well, was this one of them? No. Oh. And so I'm just saying I, it was cool, worth it, but there's, man, you are spoiled for choice in Buenos Aires. So we'll get to some of that yeah. in just a second. All right. So Frank's okay. in Buenos yep. Aires, Speakeasy was your number eight. eight. Mm. Frank's. I'd say we'd be at my seven, but my seven was the Limonada, as you mentioned. So uh. I, I'm... When we get to six, I can start chiming okay. in a little bit. So you're number seven. Well, you'll chime in on number seven because if you remembered that we even did it, it'd be on your list because it was super fun. It was when we were in Bulgaria and it was our last night there. It's on my and, list. Oh, it is on your list. Okay. So why don't we skip ahead? Skip ahead. It's much further up on my list. So we'll okay. skip ahead. Okay. Um, Let's go to then what we would be uh, number six. You're number six. My number six. Okay, the other speakeasy that we went to in Buenos Aires with the flowers. Also on my list. <laughs> okay. Okay, you must have some really good experiences because you're picking mine off way before we get to them. All right, so I'll give my number six. This was at the after Christmas. We were home in the United States, in, in Philadelphia. And I have a bunch of college friends who most of them live around there. And I just had thrown it out a month before, like, hey, guys, I'm going to be home for two days. Would you like to get together? And thankfully, everyone could, which was really neat and really cool. I'm like, what should we do? Should we go downtown in Philly? You know, but everyone lives out in the suburbs. And basically, we said, let's go. If you're from the Philly area, you'll laugh at this. Let's go to the King of Prussia Mall. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, the King of Prussia Mall is the biggest mall in America for a number of stores. And it's just a place I grew up going as a kid. And we went to a place called the Yard House, which is a chain restaurant in a mall. So not what you would imagine, you know, not this epic experience, like guys are getting together. We've known each other for 20 years. And yet it was absolutely incredible just to be with them again, to spend time with them. We got there, I think it's seven and we stayed till midnight. So just to talk and chat and hang out and ha it was truly just having a beer with the guys. And I don't get that that much anymore. You know, moving to North Carolina, every once in a while I'll go out, but I don't have a huge group of guy friends here and I don't usually go out anyway. So it was just a throwback to the good old days. I did have two beers. Some of the other guys, not, their wives are listening. They had two beers also, <laughs> times seven. Um, had more beers than me, but I had a cloudy and cumbersome IPA from a local brewery in Westchester called Levante, which I had had before and liked. I don't drink beer much at all anymore. That might have been one of the five beers I've had all year. I certainly don't drink hazy IPAs like I used to. I used to love them. They were my favorite. And it just hit. I had it. I thought, this is great. This is bringing me back five years when I used to have all these. Great beer, great times. My number six, a beer with, we called ourselves Madden Club because we used to play the video game Madden. <laughs> so a beer with my Madden Club guys from Eastern University at the Yard House in the mall at King of Prussia Mall. That's my number six. Nice. And you know, the whole time I was home in Pennsylvania, I didn't even go to the mall. Wow. And well, I'm the one who loves to shop. Two days. So I know. I guess congrats. Yeah, I think I think a congratulations is in order. Um, okay. So you're number five. My number five. Um, sorry, I was looking up the name of one I forgot. My number five is Dry Creek Winery. Ah, cool in spot. Sonoma. Cool spot. So, you know, and you're saying like, I must have some great ones up here higher on my list. And that's because these ones are the experience, but also that the wine was really good, you know, um, or the, the drinks were really good. So 
Dry Creek, Dry Creek Winery we drove to. We had the kids with us. It's super relaxed outside. Um, they had a beanbag toss. They, the kids just like yeah, could big hang picnic out. Tables. We yeah. just hung out. It was just very relaxing. It was super fun. The wine was good. We, we bought some to take to our friends and we went to Lake Tahoe. So it's just an overall like really nice experience. Um, that area was pretty cool because mm-hmm. Sonoma, different than Napa. Napa, you know, you just got one road kind of right up the valley. Sonoma, much more sprawling. So Dry Creek was kind of out on the outskirts. We went to, there was also a really neat, what is Dry Creek General Store yes, or something? Yeah. That had just reopened the bar inside of it and it was like walking back in time. I went in to go to the bathroom and I thought, I got to check out this bar. And I walked in and every head turned. There was like six people sitting at the bar. And then they just started regaling me with stories and feeding me this dish that looked like pinto beans. I can't remember exactly what they called it. Like, you got to stay, you got to stay. I'm like, my wife and son are in, and daughter are in the <laughs> car. And I just stopped to go to the bathroom. But such a neat old school place that I would love, love, love to go back to and sit at that bar and have a drink with that bartender who opened it years ago and then had it shut down for a while for COVID and they had just reopened. So neat, neat spot. Cool area of Sonoma County for sure. Yeah, very good. We're staying in California for my number five. Okay, so let's give that Dry Creek Winery in Sonoma. Se- yeah, in Sonoma, California. You're number five. Mm. I just like to reiterate in case you guys are listening and you're taking <laughs> notes, you, you know, you can get it. I don't get them all, but I like to do that for you. Yeah. Um, staying in California, Gar Woods, Lake Tahoe, California. Oh. This was a restaurant on the lake that's a bit of an institution there in Lake Tahoe. Our friend Nick, who had us at his lake house for seven days, which was awesome. He grew up going there. So he was like, this is just an institution. We got to go there. We went. We got food. Uh, The most expensive kids meal I've ever seen, it was $24 for a Kraft mac and cheese. (laughs) So you're not going to... Um, save money by going to Garwoods, but you are going to have a good time, especially if you drink their wet woody, which they is there is a rum drink, and they have a whole menu of different wet woodies depending on what you want, what type of rum, what flavor rum, all this kind of stuff. It's a babe, how big? It, I mean, it's a big glass. It, it, it's like um, it's huge. larger than a regular yeah, drink, like more than a pint. Yeah. It's a very big rum drink. And they have sold over 2 million of them. So they have a counter up above the bar that's counting how many they've sold. Anytime you get over 2 million of anything is pretty impressive. And what's cool, I just love that feel because now people are saying, oh, let's order six. And then you watch the number go up. It's super cool vibe. That wet woody though will put you out. I had one and I was flying high yeah but you don't one. really drink anymore i'm a lightweight so, heather yeah. had two nick had two i think nick's wife might have had two they they were all a little better than me but uh yeah nick just was telling me that you know they just used to they'll go there they'll pull up on the boat they'll go there and it's just a cool tradition so gar woods and their wet woodies i just love when a place does something and leans into it and it becomes a thing and the wet woody at gar woods is a thing in lake tahoe yeah. so check it out my awesome. number five Mm. Uh, my number four is just all of the sparkling wine that we had in Argentina. Their wine is so inexpensive. Like I'm talking about getting a like a bottle of sparkling wine for three or four dollars. 
Yeah, and if you order at a restaurant, it's like six dollars. Yeah, and it's it it's incredible because in the U.S., I wouldn't even think of buying a bottle of like prosecco or sparkling wine that cheap because I would just assume that it wouldn't taste good or would give me a headache. And I mean, like the very cheapest bottle of sparkling wine I will buy is the Costco Kirkland brand, which I don't even like to do, but I will like for a big party because it's, you know, it's good enough. But yeah, that's, that's as low as I will go. So I just, yeah, usually I'm spending 15 to $20 a bottle. And that's not even like amazing sparkling wine, but that's just like what you buy you know, in the U.S. for like an okay bottle. So to get bottles for $3, for $4 that taste incredible was so much fun. And so we went to quite a few wineries, but you could just buy them at the grocery stores. Um, and so we, I bought some at a winery that will be coming up later on my list. Brought them back to Buenos Aires for Christmas Eve and we drank some with our friends when we had our amazing asado. I brought some home to the U.S. We drank some on New Year's Eve. So just... All around. So number four, yeah. all the sparkling wines that you drank in Argentina. And brought home with me. And brought yes. home with you. But there are some specific ones coming up yeah. in just a second. Mm. In fact, my number four, and I'm not near as big a wine drinker. I, I'm not near as big a drinker anymore at all. But when I drink now, I usually prefer cocktails. Mm -hmm. I will drink some wine. I, I don't mind it. I just don't choose it. But at Salentine, mm -hmm. one of the most famous wineries in Argentina, we did a wine tasting, a, a lunch, which is pairs wine with a, a full six course That's, meal. It's my number one. So we'll get to it in a second. <laughs> but the wines at Salentine, yeah. great, 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 great stuff and incredible experience. So that was my number four. Yeah. What's your number three? Uh, my number three are the drinks that I had at one of the best bars in the world, Cochinchina. This is, well, you got to tell people where it is. Yeah, in Buenos Aires. Um, as Travis mentioned, there are like three or four of like the top bars. Three of the top 100 bars in the world are in okay. Buenos Aires. So I thought we it was top 50. Went Sorry. To two, you went to two. I went to one and a half because when we got to Cochinchina and went in with our friend Nathan from Flutie, mm -hmm. Foodie Flashpacker, uh, I got a call that my bike had been stolen from outside of our hotel. If you want to hear the whole story, you can go on our Instagram. I tell a story there of how it actually turned into an incredible experience um, because of the mindset I had around it. But I left that bar before even getting our drink to go deal with the police report. And so Heather- Which you didn't even have to do. Like we were uh, trying to say to you, like, just, okay. you know, It just felt like stay, I had to do just it. Just stay. But Heather and Nathan stayed and apparently they got some- Banging drinks, which I don't doubt because it's a top 50 or top 100 bar in the U.S. So, Coach and Sheena, fill us in. Um, yes, it was so cool. Like, just the vibe. The vibe it and the decor. It was for me. Yeah, well, that's because we went at midnight. So, it was cool to just be there and have that, like. Yeah, but midnight in Argentina is like 5 p.m. in the Yeah, US. but it's I like mean, people hour. weren't dancing, but the music was loud and it was packed. It was packed and we couldn't even find a seat. Now, after Trav left, we did end up getting a seat um, at the bar. Nathan and I had a little date with Nathan while Trav left to go deal with his bike issue. But Nathan had been there before and he said that he went early, like as soon as it opened, maybe at like six. And so he sat down, had a meal, had drinks. And he said that he maybe preferred that time just because like- I would prefer that time too. I would as well. 41 year old old man over here. But you know, it's our two nights out in Argentina. I mean, in Buenos Aires. 
yeah, even though Trav left, I was like, this is my last night without the kids because our friend Issa, who's amazing, just said that she would watch them for two nights while we got a hotel in the city and could, you know, just have fun doing things sans kids. And so I was like, this is my last night of freedom. I'm staying out. I'm having fun. Um, the drinks were very good. I don't even really remember what I got. I got, well, we had ordered three at first because of one for Trav. And since he left, I drank it. So I had, I had three drinks in total. And I think I got three different ones and they were all very good. And I don't even know what they were called. So basically any drink you get on their menu is going to be amazing. Um, I ordered some food. The food was, it didn't make my best meals or anything, but it was good food. Uh, but yeah, it was just kind of the overall vibe, like the decor inside, which is cool and fun to say that you've been to one of the top bars in the world. Yeah, Cochinchina in Cochin Buenos Aires. China, the place to be seen. Number three. Mm. My number three, staying in that area, but moving over a country, was a gin and tonic with Frutas Rojas at La Locanda in Colonia del Sacramento, Uruguay. We spent one oh, night. That in, you had all by yourself. We spent one night in Uruguay. Um, we came over on the ferry and the kids went to sleep around 9.30 and I'm like, I felt a little restless. So I thought, okay, I said, I have to, can I go explore? And she's like, sure. And it's a super small town. So I just walked around a bunch, just exploring, uh, got my best ice cream there, which will be coming up soon. And just was exploring again, nothing even starts going until 10, 10, 30, 11. So Stuff was popping off, really cool bars and restaurants. And I passed one and there was live music inside. It was called La Loconda. It looked super sweet. It's like you walked in a door, but then you went out to an open courtyard. So very cool building. And I, I was like, should I go get a drink? Should I not? I had the best ice cream. I was like, do I want to ruin this flavor in my mouth? And I thought, no, you got to go get a drink. So I went into this bar, sat by myself, got a drink, got some food. It wasn't even the drink. I mean, one, I love a gin and tonic. It's one of my favorite drinks. Red fruit, great, throw it in there. <laughs> they use Tangeray, so nothing special, but a decent drink. Just, I don't do many things on my own, and especially traveling. You know, it's Heather and I, or Heather and I and the kids, or my parents. And or a group trip. I or- prefer to do stuff with other people, but it was nice to just sit there, have a drink. Unfortunately, the guy who's playing incredible live music, as soon as I got there, he played one more song. He left. They started kind of playing a little bit more like club music. I thought, well, this is cool. I'm going to wait it out. I'll order food. He'll be back in like 20 minutes. Doesn't come back. 30 minutes go by. 40 minutes go by. I finally asked the waiter because I was deciding whether I should get a second one or not. <laughs> and I said, is the guy going to go back and sing? And he said, oh, no, his set's done. It's just this music for the rest of the night. Said, oh, dang, because I was still super fun. My third best drink of the year. But... I was hoping he would go back on, so it gave me a reason to have a second drink because they had some other different gin and tonic. He didn't. Doesn't matter. Incredible, incredible time. And just really fun walking around that city, finding a cute little spot that no one had recommended. Just happened upon it by flaneuring around Colonia del Sacramento in Uruguay. So that was my number three. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Number two. Beautiful little city. My number two... And this is what I'm going to need your help with the name. Oh um, no, you will remember. No, it's I the wine. Yes, you will. The wine at the wine bar in Buenos Aires. It's the sister restaurant to the famous restaurant. Do you not remember? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, wait, I want you. I don't even know if you could say that again. The wine at the wine bar. That's the wine cave of the famous restaurant. I yes. know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but I couldn't find it. I've been trying to. Or La Cave de... It, it, it. I, oh no, my gosh, you're putting La, me on. La Cave was the one that was in... Okay. I, 
why you talk about it, I'll try okay. to look it up. Yeah, so but, in fact, I forgot to put La Cave on here, I mean, which is the one that we went to in uh, Sofia, Bulgaria. Because I, I put it on as like an honorable mention for, for meals because we had the charcuterie there, which was really good. And the whole experience there at La Cave... Um, do Moulin in Sofia, Bulgaria. <laughs> Great spot. But I'm talking about the wine bar in Buenos Aires. That, and, and Isa, our friend, she asked like her hippest Argentinian friend for all the places to go. And Cochinchina was one. And this wine bar was another one. And we tried to go to the restaurant because it's like the most famous restaurant in Buenos Aires right now, besides the steak restaurant of Don Julio. But I couldn't remember what the name was we went there we met nathan um and his friend and they had they'd already been drinking they got a bottle of sparkling wine that was like eight dollars i mean this is the cost of it at a restaurant and it's like four dollars at the wine shop if you're not buying it at a restaurant and we just stood on the street drinking wine having some small bites and it was just a lovely little experience and Travis shaking his head like you can't remember what it I, is either. I, well, here's the thing. It's hard to remember something when it's not your first language also, right? I, maybe yeah. for other people, that's the same thing where you're kind of sitting there and you're saying, I, you know, like you're name? making up in your head what yeah. how you say it, but it's not right. And so I'm going through all my messages. I can't find it. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I, I don't. I'm not going to be able to pull it up. So it is. Yeah. And I thought I had it saved in my notes because. Oh, this is, this is what happens when we don't tell each other ahead of time on purpose, on purpose. I thought for sure you would just remember because like it just happened. Um, Well, it's your number two. Well, okay. okay. All right. So that was your number two. So as you look it up. Wait, I think I have it here. As you look. Okay. Anchoita, La Cava de Anchoita. Anchoita. Is Anchoita the, the- Anchoita, yes. Anchoita is the restaurant that's like the number one coolest Very restaurant to Very hard to, to get into. To. Apparently, this is kind of a cool thing. Okay. Apparently, they open it up January 1st for reservations for the year, and it gets booked out that day. Uh, our friend did say she could get us in there, but we end up not going there. But Anchoita is the restaurant, and then right down the street is their- their, their wine bar, yes. wine okay. cave, and tapas place. So say the name again, Heth, because you have it up there. Um, La Cave de Anchoita. Sorry, I just okay. went out of my messages because I thought it was in a all note, right, right. but it was well, actually in a WhatsApp La message. La Cava de Anchoita <laughs> in Buenos Aires. Yes. Okay. Sorry that I couldn't remember the name. I thought for sure you would remember. Um, Let's yeah, make a that rule was- that... Coming into any podcast, if your thought is, I'm going to say this and hope Trav remembers, it's not going to happen. Okay. Let's just say. And then okay. if it does, we're exceeding expectations, but we'll go in with that. Mm. All right. You mentioned it already. My number two is a speakeasy we went to in the last night in Sophia. So my top two are basically speakeasies. I'm really enjoying cocktails more, not just for the the flavor of them and the taste of them, which I do enjoy, but also for the experience. And I think there's so much cool stuff you can do with cocktails. So trying to get to more cocktail bars. And we went to a speakeasy in Sofia, Bulgaria called 5L. Now the drinks were very good. The service... Two people loved us there. Two people hated us there because yeah, we came the in with- Yeah, the service was really rude. Well, we came in with a big group and it's a speakeasy and we came with a group of like 15 and people. And we didn't have a reservation. We didn't have a reservation. And but it was empty at the time. 
It was, but I could see where they were coming at. But two of the people didn't care. They were great. And then two of the bartenders were having none of it. So I was like, can we just meet in the middle here? Because you guys love us and you guys hate us. And we tried but, to explain that we were only staying for one drink. I feel like they were the reason they were irritated is because they thought 15 of us were going to be taking up space for a long part of the evening. And we were like, no, it's just one drink because we have a dinner reservation. But... But it was our last night in, in Sofia. It was our last night in Bulgaria overall with all these people we had gone on a ski trip bus. So super fun to get everyone out there and getting into it. It was a true speakeasy, a true speakeasy because you walked around a corner, you walked down these stairs and there was a door there with a thing of keys. But the keys, they had at least 75 keys on there. Okay. I believe. Right? I don't remember it, this part. And <laughs> you had to know which key to get in. And- you're trying them and we're not getting in. We're not getting in. We couldn't get in. We were out there for like 20 minutes. Finally, someone was coming out and they came out. And so we asked them how to get in and they told us, and it was something to do with the date, went with the key that you needed. We had had a group of like eight people. So someone else was there. They got in, we got in. Um, But then the group behind us, we said, oh, come to 5L. But we hadn't got in at that point, so they didn't know how to get in, and they were texting us, but we were underground. we weren't getting the messages. (laughs) Somehow they got in. I can't remember. But you truly did need to figure it out. And how you would figure it out without someone coming out, I don't know, or maybe you just know ahead of time. But it was so many speakeasies nowadays are fake speakeasies. That was a true one where you had to figure out yeah. how to get in or you were not getting in because we were knocking. No one was coming yeah, to the door. No. The door wasn't anywhere close to the bar because you had to go down like three flights of stairs. So no one would have come and let us in if those people had not been coming out. And it, super cool experience. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, it was on my list as well. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And the, the cocktails were good. I had two while we were there for like 40 minutes. So Great spot, 5L Speakeasy in Sofia, Bulgaria, my number two. Mm. And so my number one is the experience that we had at Salentine. Um, well, in, tell them where. In Mendoza, in Argentina. And I also want to shout out to um, Domaine Bosquet because that was also a, a lovely winery experience. It made our, um, well, I shouldn't say what it made because I think that that podcast got deleted. <laughs> it, it did. We are going <laughs> Which to we're the, gonna re-record. We'll redo the best so, of Domain Bosquet will worry. be on there. Um and the wine was very good there. It was very good. But I liked the wine at Salentine more. I think also just because Salentine is such a big winery, they had so many different wines and you can find their wine everywhere in Argentina, like not just in Mendoza, you can buy it at the grocery store. Um, and so it's just easy to find this wine. And I loved, I loved every wine that we tasted. I bought like six bottles um, and spent less than $60. So crazy, <laughs> so crazy. And so very different from Sonoma where we were earlier in the year because like one bottle, like the cheapest bottle in Sonoma is maybe $24. Um, so yes, we had an amazing time at Salentine and this was also on your list as well. Yeah, this is my number four. Your Again, number four. I'm not as big of a wine drinker, but the experience was top notch. The servers were incredible. The service itself was incredible. The, the building was incredible. The food was the food was very good. Very good. Maybe I maybe I wouldn't say incredible, but very good. The wine was great. So as an experience as a whole, it was fantastic. And it just, you know, it's one of the most known best wineries in Argentina. And 
So when you go in with those expectations, you might think, eh, and you know, it lived up to it and more. So uh, very, yeah. very great place. The wine was pretty strong, I would think, because, I, well, here's another thing. I never know at these wine tastings in Argentina, and they always say, hey, do you want more of that? Do you want more of that? And, you know, you're having five, six different wines. So I was like, no, I shouldn't have more. We got to get through all the other ones. But then at the end, they're like, do you want more of anything? And I never knew if they were going to charge us. I at all the places, so. they didn't. No. So you you really, if you wanted to, could, I mean, get your money's worth times two by just saying, yeah, yeah I want more of that. Yeah, I want more of that. For because me, I, as a lightweight, six tastes, I was feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good. And I will say that, you know, the wineries in Mendoza, it's like a very strict system where you have to have a reservation. Now, if you end up just walking up and they have room, they will let you eat there. <laughs> They'll let you have lunch there. But if you only want to do like a tasting without eating, um, they they only have certain times and tours. Um, a second thing is that the, the wineries, like if you do eat there, it's very expensive. So, I mean- it's fine. It's still cheaper than going to like a five-star restaurant in the U.S. But for Argentina, I mean, our meal at Salentina was just Travis and I. We got the the, the tasting menu with six, six courses, wines. six wines, and it was a hundred dollars a person. A hundred dollars a person, which they didn't put the the uh, price on there. I had no idea what it was. The last time we went to one, the day before, had been five courses, five wines, and it was, it was thirty-five 40? bucks, yeah. forty bucks. So I was expecting this to be a little more. Was I expecting to be 100 a person? It was no. a double Domain Bosquet, which Domain Bosquet, we actually thought the food was better there. Um, we'll get to that in the best mix. Right. So anywho, anyway, it was an amazing experience. And, you know, like it was our date, like basically our one main date that we were on the whole trip. Listen, I'm and frugal, it was, it but was worth amazing. the money. Right. But yeah, just so you know, if you go to Mendoza, like you should try to make your reservations in advance. And if you are going to eat at the wineries, they can be expensive. Yep. But worth it. Definitely worth it. So yeah, that was my number one drinking experience. Um, it was beautiful. It was stunning. The wine was great. And the food was very good. Yeah. My number one you mentioned already is a speakeasy in Buenos Aires. This was, I, th I think it's the number 11 bar in the world on that best, they call it the best50bars.com, but they have a list of 100. So, <laughs> like, all right, maybe we couldn't get that domain name or they just got bigger. Um, so we knew this was supposed to be cool. It was cool. Uh, it's called Floria Atlantico. It's, they say it's a speakeasy, but... I mean, you go, you walk into a flower shop. Like a working flower shop working during flower the day. Working flower shop during the day. Incredible flower shop. Gorgeous. Smelled so phenomenal. Gorgeous. And then there's a person there and we didn't have reservations. So we asked without reservations, could we go in? She said, yes. She opens up a huge refrigerator door and then you walk down the stairs to the speakeasy. So it is a speakeasy and it's cool to go through a refrigerator door, but you don't really have to figure it out Yeah, you don't need to find the date on the key corresponding right, to the door lock. Right. So, but really cool place. Super interesting drinks. I got one that well, I, I asked him for his favorite gin drink. This wasn't on the menu. He gave me a can. Like a mason jar. Like, a, like a, a mini mason jar and with the cap on. And he said, all right, you have to shake this up to activate the honey 
pollen. And I am a sucker now. I used to think that's so lame. Like you're just doing stuff to do stuff. But now I enjoy it. Yeah. Like, now you're like, okay, oh, this is cool. I don't, yeah, this, this is, cool. is cool. So I shook it up. You know, I'm shaking it at the speakeasy. I drank it. It was super sweet. Really good. Great drink. And so they had all types of funky exotic, interesting drinks, good food. In fact, this has to go on my best food. I'm gonna really I'm gonna add something. So this is maybe it's good that the best food okay. one got messed up because I have something to I'm add. I'm trying to remember what um, we ate there. But it was just a really cool place. Heather had great drinks. I had great drinks. Cool spot. Definitely don't say it. Definitely something like you need to go there if you're in Buenos Aires and you like good cocktails. It was cool. And I, that drink that I had, here's the cool thing about the cocktails. Don't say what the food is. I'm not talking oh. about the food. I, she keeps looking at me and smiling like she's going to give away what the food no, was. No, I'm not. Um, what's cool, because you're in Buenos Aires, maybe it's a little expensive for Buenos Aires, but my that awesome honey pollen specialty cocktail was three dollars and was i think it the really most expensive, expensive cocktail there was five dollars yeah so again just the benefit of of going somewhere that's cheaper you can have good meals and these high class experiences and super fun experiences that you could do in new york city and all that and it would be fun but yeah, you're but probably be, paying three four x oh yeah you'd be paying like 30 bucks for a cocktail in new york city or maybe even more no all i was going to say about this is that like honestly it could have been like my number two because hello, you walk into a flower shop. I love flowers. I love beautiful things. So it was gorgeous going in. I just didn't think, I thought the cocktails were a little too funky. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yes, there was, like, there was I got no one, regular ones. Yeah. I got one, which I didn't really read entirely well, I guess, because there were a lot of things in it and it came with popcorn on top of it. And it was it was unique. Yes. I ate the popcorn. So it was the good. experience was cool, but like I didn't really like the drink. I think you could <laughs> have ordered a regular drink, but they were doing they had a list of like thirty drinks and all of them were a bit hard to understand. Yeah, Hence well, why I asked this guy, just give me a yeah. drink. And then I said, which one is this on the menu? And he said, oh, this is the only one not on the menu. So if you go, ask for the honey pollen drink that yeah. you have to shake up. And I, I do think they maybe changed their cocktail menu around seasonally i don't yes. know but and a lot of it too is that they use like indigenous herbs and and liqueurs so it was like i don't know what this is so i don't know what i'm ordering and it was i mean if we had gone maybe at like 5 p.m or something and it wasn't busy maybe they would have explained things more to you but i mean we went at i'm looking at my phone 8 49 p.m so at the height of when people are starting to go out because you can also eat there. So it's a restaurant. Um, you know, it was crowded. It was busy. It was loud. So it was, so, All right. so that's why like I, I wanted Dang. to give it like a okay. higher list. I mean, no, I, I as it. it is, I had it at six, but it, I feel like it should have been a two for me, I, but it, I, okay. I will agree with that a little bit because yeah. it's my number one and I think everyone should go. And I had a great oh, experience. Absolutely have to go. It's but gorgeous. I did there was a point where I thought this isn't exactly what I was expecting. Yes. Maybe for better or worse, I the the cocktail game there was, was above so our weird. pay grade. Yeah, it was too weird and a little odd, <laughs> but a really cool experience. Yes. So I'm giving it my number one for yes, Atlantico and you because should. again the experience. And uh, I, I am glad maybe that I'm not glad that we messed up the best meals one, but I do have something to add to that now. Oh, good. Um, and maybe I'll have a little bit more to add. So, uh, Florida Atlantico. Yeah, you have to go. It's so beautiful. Mm. My number one. The only place we didn't go in Buenos Aires, well, there's a lot of places we didn't go in Buenos Aires that I wanted to go. But the other bar, I just have to tell a story and then, then we'll be out of here. 
we it was so interesting. We were walking around in our Palermo. neighborhood in Palermo, and there was a corner bar, and it, it looked like a dive bar, and it said Trace Monos, three monkeys on it. And, and it like, was like, what, 2 p.m. maybe? Yeah, and it looked like a dive bar, but the, there was two guys sitting outside that were dressed fairly nice, and the cocktails looked really good. And I thought, this is weird. It looks like a dive bar, but the cocktails, and I just took notice of it out of the corner of my eye. And then we stopped at the stop sign there. It was on a corner, and it said, the world's 50 best bars, like spray-painted on the building. And I thought, oh, this is a joke. Like someone, you know, because it was all graffiti on the outside yeah. of the building. I'm like, oh, someone's joking around, world's 50 best bars. And then I look it up and it's on the world's 50 best bars. <laughs> yeah. And it was the one that was right near our hotel. And we actually didn't get there yeah. to Trace Monos. And when you read about, they actually won this year, something like the best hospitality bar in the world really? from that website. Wow. And we didn't get there. So if you find yourself in Buenos Aires, you know, we'll be if back. You hadn't gone back to the hotel for your bike issue and then went to bed. Because when I came home or back to the hotel, like an hour later, you were asleep. We could have gone. I wasn't ready to party that night. I can't <laughs> I can't keep up with the young ones anymore. So there you have it. Our best drinks. A lot of best drinks this year. A lot of fun drinking experiences. Mm -hmm. Coffee, lemonade, alcohol, you name it. We had some really good experiences. So thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget, we've got other shows coming out as part of our 2023 year in your view. We will redo the best meals one. We will do our best desserts, so I may take more of the reins on that because you know I'm going to talk oh about a gosh. lot of gelato. Be like, you should just have an ice cream episode because no, my I, gosh, I, I kept have it, a lot of ice cream. Yeah, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it semi concise, and then uh, we'll also do our best experiences. So thank you guys for all the love when we put it out on Instagram that the uh, the podcast was coming at back. We got blasted with tons of awesome messages. People very excited that it was coming back. We are also equally as excited. So keep those messages coming on Instagram. That's the best way to engage with us. So when we post stuff up there in stories or on post, uh, engage, tell us your best drinks, best desserts, best meals, all that kind of stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm glad that I hit record this time because oh, I'm too. so scared now when I hit any <laughs> button, like I'm going to hit this button for the outro song and I'm just thinking, don't mess it up. Don't hit the wrong button, Trev. A one-year hiatus is really killing you. Got me rusty. And we forgot this old city's name. See your breath on window pane. Let's just talk till it strikes again. On my way through I saw you on my way through On my way through I saw you And I'll see you again All right, so we're importing beans from Somos in Costa Rica. You got a name for the company? Oh, for the, for the coffee beans? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Something up. Negra. No. Oh. What name do you want? Oh, we're gonna I was talking about the actual beans. Um. Oh no, I no, I don't. Right, I can't be it. put on the spot with a name. That's give us too some, hard. give us some suggestions, guys. It, you, we got to do better than Epop Brew. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs>